Welcome back to Following Noadon, a Stormlight podcast. This week is episode 20, and we are doing chapters 64 through 69 with a spotlight on Dalinar this week. Last week was Kaladin. If you missed that one, if you, I highly suggest going to watch that one. We talked for quite a while about Kaladin and what he what he does through these chapters but this week is Dalinar so with that in mind uh Paul what are your two words for for Dalinar at this with this section yeah so I do have two words this week not just one okay I'm super excited to talk about Dalinar and I promised that I wrote these before Elliot's last week. I wrote my words for Kaladin and Dalinar after finishing reading the chapters. Uh, but my words for Dalinar are selfless and calm. Selfless and calm. I'll be interested to hear what that one's about. Yes, exactly. And I do know that last week uh, Elliot used selfless to describe Kaladin. And I thought that was kind of funny, but I promise that I, I we wrote that without knowing. Elliot, what are your two words? We do write these without uh, without telling each other, and the the episode has finally come. I joked last week that we almost had the same word, but this week I thought I was being cute and funny by reusing selfless. So my two words for this episode are selfless again, and priceless all right let's let's discuss these all right nice let's let's talk about these these words for these these chapters or the Dalinar section of these chapters, I should say, uh, Elliot, do you want to explain your, your two words? Yeah. So my, my two words for this episode were selfless and priceless, and I'm cheating a little bit and reusing selfless for, for this section, because I really felt like selfless was such a great word for all of these chapters. And Paul, apparently you felt similarly because we finally picked the same word for, for an episode which I think is I think is hilarious. I, I I thought that might happen at some point, but I feel like Dalinar acts very selflessly in these chapters, and it's very admirable. And on the flip side of that, we see Sadius doing the exact opposite of that, being so incredibly selfish that it is a polar opposites there between Dalinar and Sadius. And then priceless, because I love 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 the end of this section in chapter 69 and we're we're going to talk about it when we get the the question of what is what is the price of a man's life the answer is priceless what is a man's life worth i will read that quote later don't you worry um uh, paul you want to explain your two words i do i really want to explain them so selfless similar to what what Elliot was saying here, we see a great display from Dalinar and kind of, you know, he's ready to go out fighting. He's ready to 
lay his life down and maybe not by his choice in this context with with what Sadius does uh, but we definitely see a display from Dalinar throughout this that he doesn't he's not concerned about his own self-worth or things like that uh, he's willing to lay down even the most valuable things that he owns to do what's right and that's incredible with calm Trevor was a little curious about that. I actually would like to wait to describe that or, or explain that until we get to, to chapter 69. Okay. Sounds like a deal. Okay. We can do that. All right. Um, chapter 64 and chapter 65. From a Dalinar perspective, we kind of glossed over these chapters last week because they're very Dalinar heavy. And... There are a few things that I would like to to highlight here, even though these aren't the the these aren't the the reason why we're here. To be honest, the, these chapters are a means to an end to chapter sixty eight and sixty nine. But um, there there are a couple things I want to highlight. But first, Elliot, you have a a quote. I believe it's I believe this quote has to do with his conversation with Navani. Um. Yes. Is that where you're coming from? So go, go ahead and start with that because that comes first. Yeah, so Dalinar is talking with Navani and he, he mentions to her, she, he says, I'm a weak man. And she responds back basically, no, you're not. You're not a weak man, Dalinar. And he says, I am. But weakness can imitate strength if bound properly, just as cowardice can imitate heroism if given nowhere to flee. And that that was like a, it was a head scratcher for me. It got me thinking. And I think he's, it's a very philosophical thought here from, from Dalinar, but I kind of, I kind of like it because everyone looks at Dalinar and they see this incredibly strong, disciplined man who's very much, he's got a lot of self-control. He's, he's got a lot of both mental and physical strength, but inside he feels like he's weak and he feels like he can see all the places where he's giving in, where his, his armor, his metaphysical, metaphorical, sorry, his metaphorical armor is starting to, to crack. And so he feels like weak. And so he, from his perspective, he says, you know, I'm weak, but it, but it comes across as, as strength. And that's an interesting paradox there that I, I can't quite wrap my brain around, but it's fun to think about. I don't think anyone in the war camps. Well, actually, I take that back. Um, there are certainly people who would whisper that Dalinar is getting weak because he is losing his taste for battle. He is not wanting to go on bridge runs. From an exterior perspective, it might look like he's getting weak. But Adolin, over the course of these last 900 pages, has had the opposite reaction. Adolin is actually resolved that he's not getting weak. So... If you were to ask Adolin, he'd certainly be the first to to say that no, Dalinar is very strong, and he he proves that to himself later, as Adolin has a nice maturity moment later. Um, but it's interesting that Dalinar thinks he's weak. Yeah. Okay, so there, Dalinar and Navani are having a conversation. I I noticed that Paul's kind of not say anything because he's perhaps Dalinar Navani uh, 
biggest critic here, but that's it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to like them. Um, but they they're having conversation, and right in the middle of it, the horns blow, and there is a chasm fiend sighted on the tower, and Dalinar decides to go. But before they actually start going, Sadius rides up to their war camp, and um, Adolin, Dalinar, and Sadius all have a conversation. And there's something here that I want to highlight, which you probably missed on your first read-through, because you didn't know what was coming, obviously. But Sadius is, no matter what he claims at the end of 69, or the middle of 69, when Dalinar confronts him later, Sadius is pushing for as many House Colin deaths as he can get. He he knows that he is going to betray Dalinar here if he gets the opportunity, which he does. And But not only is he trying to get rid of Dalinar, he is trying to get rid of as many of his soldiers as he can. Because Sadius is the one who pushes for Dalinar to... He asks him how many soldiers he can take at a maximum. And Dalinar says, well, at a short notice, I can get 8,000. And Sadius says, that will have to do. So Sadius is Sadius is wanting as many lives lost as possible here, which you may not pick up on your first read-through because you don't know what's coming. Any thoughts? Yes, because I, I did notice that. So I, I read these through these chapters two times and on my second read through this chapter shown a lot brighter i guess or, or specifically with the moments with sadius and my grand apology for <laughs> saying sadius wasn't too bad mm-hmm. last <laughs> episode i definitely ate my words there um but with that it was really really good job honestly of Sadius to deceive Dalinar here. It was very like well planned out and very convincing because you know when you're reading that, especially not knowing that that's gonna happen, it's very you know earnest and a very legitimate strategy of we're gonna pool all these men and we're gonna wipe out a huge amount of Parshendi and really be a, a major point for this war and you know. Delano's like, great, yeah, let's do this. Like, this is a great plan we have here at this specific location where the Parshendi wouldn't be able to retreat so well. Um, and yeah, and then you see later on the second read through of how this is just a big setup and in a way to get Dalinar just completely wiped out with as many men as possible. Sadius is a master strategist. I've I've learned that over the course of these chapters and and before. We even saw before where Sadius maneuvered Elokar and Dalinar in order in order to get himself into the position of high prince of information. And he's he's very good at that politicking, if you will, of manipulating this scenario in his own favor and we see that here where he he plays on Dalinar's weaknesses he plays on Dalinar's strengths in order to just sucker him in all in 
on this huge, what was the phrase that Callan used from last time? Treachery on the grand scale where he, like you're talking about Trevor, gets as many soldiers as possible to fall into this trap and his intention is to get every single one of them killed. In the same scene, and we'll talk about Adolin a little bit later as well, um, but Adolin is actually one of the the ones in this meeting that finally convinces Dalinar to go. Adolin sees what Sadius is saying and says, yes, this is it. This is how we change the war. This is how we start winning, like you're saying, like like you want, Dalinar. This is, we, we need to go. We need to get all of our guys and go. Um, and so Sadius has completely fooled Dalinar and Adolin. And Adolin's been the loudest critic of Sadius so far. So that's how that's how sold the Aleth or House Colin is on this. Yeah, I I actually think Adolin deserves a little more of a highlight than we give him at times. Uh, so these chapters are primarily about Delinar, but we've seen a lot of development with Adolin over the book. And I think it's super important, not just here. We really see him in this moment getting behind his father and really advising what he views as right and what they should do. And given the circumstances that they're in, I think Adolin is, is making a great call in advising Downer, hey, we need to do this. Like, this is important and this could be a major turning point of this war. Um it doesn't work out super well, but I don't think we can fault Adolin for that. Um, obviously, Sadius is the the one with the, the problems here. Um, but we've really seen Adolin grow from kind of an apathetic teenager almost to, um, you know, an honorable young man who, who's really grown to support his father, Dalinar. And we see that especially highlighted in the later chapters here where he won't leave Dalinar. He, he's not going to retreat without him and things like that. And Kaladin kind of gets on to him. But I do think Adolin's uh, progression is really, really awesome to see. I will come back to that more here in a little bit. Um, chapter 66 is a big Adolin moment, I think. Um, but before we get there, um, chapter 65 um, they've decided to go on the the, the bridge run to, t to the tower and they know the Parshendi are already going to be there so Sadius um, sets up 32 of his bridges on one plateau and 8 on another for Dalinar and 65 chapter 65 is especially the first half of the chapter is a very technical chapter It's very, it's talking about the dynamics of the tower, the like, the strategy of Sadius landing first, Dalinar pushing up through, they're going to push back together. So you, you get a very good mental image of what's happening, and it's very clear to you what's happening when Sadius leaves. It's all set up very well. Dalinar has zero bridges left. They're all Sadius's, and... Uh, that's that's the main goal of chapter 65. Any thoughts on chapter 65? There's a moment in chapter 65 where Dalinar is struggling again with a concept that we've actually talked about recently, and that is, is 
is Dalinar justified in even going on these plateau assaults with Sadius? He he even thinks to himself, he's he has one of his codes is don't ask don't ask your men to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. And so he's kind of wrestling with the idea of by using these bridges, am I doing that? Am I am I asking these bridgemen to do something that I wouldn't do myself? And he draws the line at I won't let Bridgman supporting my army do that, but I will go alongside Sadius, who is doing that, and he wrestles with that, and he kind of compares it to soldiers. He kind of thinks for a little bit, well, is, is it the same thing as soldiers charging into, into battle and taking a, a rain of arrows? But I think he I think he ends up at probably the same place that I do. Of it, It's not really the same. It's A soldier is, has at least some armor on and some protection and a, a hope of getting there and surviving, and as we we saw when we first encountered bridgemen and the whole concept of using bridgemen as distractions and shields for the for the soldiers it is not the same thing to send unarmed unprotected men ahead of the protected army and i don't know i i still am at the place where i don't really have a great answer for this whether i can condone what dalinar is and i think he might be in the same place too i think he's wrestling with this and doesn't know if he's really okay with this, but he kind of has this argument on the front lines. It's a little late for him to change his mind at that point. Well, rest assured that he won't be working with Sadius's bridge crews in the future. So, uh, Nope. So we don't really have to answer that question. Not, not the same way. That's true. I think the most important thing about check chapter 65 in my eyes is it's really the final escalating chapter going into this where it sets the scene for the major problem and the major thing here which is Sadius's betrayal of Dalinar and so it sets up this fight scene and it's all getting started the war is going as planned and then suddenly Sadius leaves and Dalinar realizes this isn't what was planned. This is a, a grand betrayal and now, now they have no way out. And and so yeah, I, this chapter, if I remember correctly, it wasn't that long. It, it was kind of the last little setup chapter to, to really escalate the problems at hand. Uh, and it did a very good job of that. Like Trevor said, it, it was kind of technical. Uh, describing this specific location and what that means for for Dalinar as, as Savius runs off with all of his bridge crews, leaving him stranded. The other thought that I had in 65, which actually carries over into, into 66, is... Well, first I'll say, Paul, you mentioned in our last episode last week you're your huge apology for your consideration of the the villain in this book. And I, I got to say, I did have a, a kind of a, Oh moment when we hit this uh, chapter and realized that we, we were looking for a villain. We were trying to decide who the, the most upfront villain in the way of Kings was. Well, we just found him that it is unquestionably Sadius at this point. Sadius is the villain of this, of this story. And, He's kind of kind of been riding under the the radar a little bit. He's we always knew he was a bit of a villain. We always knew that he was 
twisted and a bit evil, but there was always that little glimmer of hope. All of that hope gets dashed right at the end here of, of 65 into 66, and it is definitive that Sadius is the the villain. And I really but, feel what what makes this so definitive here is how premeditated it was. Yes, and exactly. And how he has this cover-up of, oh, things were looking grim, so we had to retreat. I apologize, uh, but this was in the best interest of our country's future you know and i feel like that scapegoat is what makes sadius truly just like maniacal and and evil here and yeah yep just truly despicable there yep but the but the thought actually that i had that was all intro to my my thought for 65 into 66 is is the question that dalinar is now asking himself about his visions because the one definitive thing that he's come out of his visions with the one, at least what he thought was clear direction was trust Sadius. And up until this point, I've definitely been on the side of the fence of the visions are good. They're giving down our information. He's learning about the past. He's learning about Noadon. We should trust these visions. But now all of that gets thrown into a huge suspicion bucket the visions told him very specifically to trust Sadius. He did so and gets hugely betrayed, loses thousands of lives of his soldiers, almost loses his own life, all because he went all in on trusting Sadius. And I even flip back to that chapter of that vision to try and defend that vision, to try and find some evidence to say, oh, well, maybe maybe Dalinar misunderstood it. Maybe he he didn't understand it correctly, and, and the vision wasn't actually telling him to trust Sadius. But what I found was actually the opposite. I want to go back and read for a second the, the part of that vision where that happens. So here he's he's in the vision. He's talking to the He's talking to one of like the, the people he's met in the vision, but it's one of those instances where it's clearly not that person speaking to him. It's this voice that reoccurringly comes and, and talks to him in, in the visions. And, and here's what it says. So Dalnar asks, should I continue to trust Sadius? Yes, the being said. This is important. Do not let strife consume you. Be strong. Act with honor, and honor will aid you. Dalinar's honor is exactly what Sadius plays on to get him into this trap. We talked last episode about Kaladin overhears Sadius saying, I told you it was your honor that was going to get you killed one day. It's almost like the vision was laying the bait for that trap that Sadius closes at the end there. This is looking really grim for me in relation to should Dalinar trust the visions. What what do you guys think about this? I'm really glad you brought this up. I have, I actually kind of want to counteract yeah. statements here. So, what we see in chapter 69, I'm not going to dive too deep into it because we will get there, and it's an outstanding chapter. Um, but I don't think any of the events that happened there would have happened if Dalinar did not trust Sadius, he did trust Sadius and Sadius led him astray almost to their deaths. Um, But it does come to a crazy ending point there. Um, Kaladin and his crew and all the bridgemen 
you know, are are let to freedom. And I don't think that would have happened if Sadius or if if Dalinar never trusted Sadius and never worked with them to begin with. Which I think, in the grand scheme of things, is going to have a much bigger part to tell rather than Dalinar's life being at risk because he trusted Sadius. That is a great that is a great point, Paul. I love that. And I actually a small part of me did think about that of is this voice in the visions playing an even larger game that we don't even know about? Is did the vision intentionally lay this bait to let Dalinar get trapped by Sadius in order to set up all the events that you're you're referring to? And maybe those things needed to happen. Maybe Dalinar needed to be betrayed in this moment so that he would encounter Kaladin, so that he would have this opportunity to save all the bridgemen. And maybe Kaladin would not have even gotten to where he was at because of all this. Kaladin would not have had that moment where he had to charge with the bridgemen and say the the words, the second ideal of the night's radiant, and really move up in his abilities and whatnot. So that's an interesting question. And I hope that's the case. I really, really, really hope that's the case. But I I can't help but think of how many lives were spent to do that, of the how many soldiers down are lost to to get to this point if that was the case. So I'm I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. That is a great point. And it is very sad with all, all the, the lives there, but also I I can't help but think about all the lives that have just been freed because of this. Totally. Um you know, the, the soldiers losing their lives because of Sadius' betrayal is horrible. And that's definitely not something to overlook. But the rippling effect and truly the selflessness, like we both thought from Dalinar there, definitely um, ended up freeing many lives as well. And so I think that's going to have a major effect. And obviously we know that these bridgemen are capable of incredible things. And so... Uh, well, we'll kind of see how that one plays out. That's definitely something to kind of keep a pin in and see about those dreams, if they were legit or if they were leading a mystery. I totally agree. So in chapter 66, Sadius has already pulled away and Adolin kind of loses his head, rightfully so as you can be you can be angry about this and he just starts yelling at Dalinar he is he is so frustrated with him and he just starts yelling and I'll read a little bit of it I told you Adolin continued to yell lowering his arm from his face and slicing into the next pair of Parshendi just before they landed their hammers on him I said he was an eel I know Dalinar yelled back we walked we walked right into this Adolin continued, shouting as if he hadn't heard Dalinar. We let them take away our bridges. We let them get us onto the plateau before the second wave of Parshendi. We let him control the scouts. We even suggested the attack pattern that would leave us surrounded if he didn't support us. I know. Dalinar's heart twisted inside of him. Adolin is so furious with, with the situation, with Dalinar, with sadius of course but he's he's taking it out he's taking his anger out on dalinar right here he is just screaming at him over the over the sound of the battle 
and Dalinar, Dalinar has nothing to say in return. He, he's taking all of the blame on himself here. However, a little bit further down, Adolin kind of realizes something. This is my fault, Dalinar said. I never should have risked our house for these foolish dreams. No, Adolin said. He sounded surprised at himself for saying it. No, father, it's not your fault. A little bit further down. Would he have had himself change? Yes, he could have been more cautious. He could have been warier of Sadius. But would he have given up on the codes? Would he have become the same pitiless killer he had been as a youth? No. Did it matter that the visions had been wrong about Sadius? Was he ashamed of the man that they, and the readings from the book, had made him become? The final piece fell into place inside of him, the final cornerstone, and he found that he was no longer worried. The confusion was gone. He knew what to do. At long last, no more questions, no more uncertainty. He reached up, he reached up, gripping Adolin's arm. Thank you. The forgiveness step here is really cool to me. I, I really enjoy this this little back and forth from Adolin. They've stepped back from the front lines of the battle, and Adolin forgives his father and doesn't blame him for this, even though Dalinar has already blamed himself for this. And Dalinar gets peace here. that He gets to face, which there's a quote here in a little bit, but he gets to face what he assumes to be his death with a clear conscience of no. I made the right decision. Was I a little bit blind? Yes. But I made the right decision. This is not actually my fault, and I would not have changed anything. It's really it's really good for both of them. For for Dalinar, I, I agree. This is this is amazing. I I highlight in my book with with different colors and I, I have one specific color for sections that I that I enjoy or I felt were really powerful. I highlighted almost an entire two and a half pages here because this was so awesome in Dalinar's journey and Dalinar's story. And he he comes to this point where he realizes through the help of Adolin, as we get that powerful moment you were just talking about where Adolin forgives him and says, I would not have you change. Is this your fault? Is it Sadius's fault? Does it matter? The answer is pretty much... No, it doesn't, because we have become who we are, and we shouldn't change that. Even if that would have gotten us out of this, even if by being a little more sneaky or distrusting or manipulative, we could have prevented this, it still would not have been worth it because it would have sacrificed who we are and who we have become. And that is so, so awesome. It, it culminates for me in a quote at the very end of the chapter here. Dalinar, I won't read the whole thing because it's, kind of, it's kind of long, but Dalinar starts to kind of almost talk to himself, but then it, it describes it as his voice growing louder, almost into this, I imagine it as a, a speech, a motivational speech to himself, to Adolin, to the soldiers around him in order to do perform this final charge to get them out of this. But it 
it culminates in this quote that I thought was so impactful. He's, he's talking about Sadius specifically. He says, I am not ashamed of what I have become. Other men may debase themselves to destroy me. Let them have their glory, for I will retain mine. So cool, so good of how he recognizes Sadius is destroying his own honor in doing so, in doing this. Should Dalinar sacrifice his honor to prevent that? No. Dalinar is going to cling to his honor. He's going to stand firm in what he believes in, even if that means he's going to get that used against him. Even if that means that Sadius is going to be able to manipulate him and betray him. Dalinar is going to stay true to what he believes, and that is really inspiring. I'm really glad you brought that up, Elliot, because that, I think, was my favorite quote uh, from the Dalinar side of these chapters, uh, that retaining his honor. I also wanted to say with what Trevor was saying, um, I, I mentioned before about Adolin's progression through this story, and he's he's almost like an unsung hero a little bit. Uh, his progression is not near as direct or as large as our main characters but it definitely is notable i think if we had adolin from the beginning of the books in this situation there would have been a lot more grief and unsettled behavior you know he probably would have been way more wrapped up in how am i gonna get a gap how am i gonna get out of here alive and see my girlfriend or something like that you know um yeah but he's really understanding and ready to fight side by side with Dalinar and and do what they can. And I, I think that shows a, a great deal of maturity from him. We we talked last episode about movie moments or if you were to adapt this story for for the big screen, whether it's TV or movie, this would be another big moment of Dalinar delivering this speech as they make their final charge through the Parshendi army to try and get to Kaladin's bridge, which he's gotten to the, the gap. Trevor, you talked last time about horns and how you could you know make that as an element. This is like the, the answer to that. This is Dalinar getting up and delivering this, we are who we are and we will never change motivational speech to charge through the army this is this is the moment that would give me chills as you're as you're watching it seeing them charge into the the opposing army it's the it's the aragorn in front of the black gate speech right the exactly a day may come type of thing and at at this point in the book on the when he's giving the speech they don't even see kaladin yet this is a we're going to fight to the end. They don't even have an escape route yet. We're going to fight to the end because that's what we do. That they're not. It's not even a hope speech. Honestly, it's a, it's a resolve speech. We're going to, we, we got ourselves here. We're going to fight till the end because that's the. It's the journey that matters, not the destination. Totally agree. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it out now, but I'll, I'll I'll explain further later. 
one of my two words is calm. And part of that is because of this scene here. Uh, there's the dialogue between Adolin and Dalinar, mm-hmm. where basically Dalinar just says, I know. And it's a very frustrating moment. Uh, but through all of that, Dalinar keeps his cool. And there's a much bigger reason for that word in chapter 69, but this definitely is telling and it's incredible to see Dalinar keep a level head through everything that's going on. He's being just berated by lines of Parshendi at this point. Um, but he doesn't even seem like angry or anything. He, he has a level head and he's doing what he can. And it's honestly remarkable. It's what's required of a leader. Exactly. All right, before we get to chapter 69, we we should touch a little bit on chapter 68. And uh, there's a couple moments from Dalinar's perspective, actually. And I've, I, I'll bet that Elliot is going to want to talk about this. The Parshendi Shardbearer talks to Dalinar, and Dalinar, it takes him a second to realize that it's in Alethi. The the shard bear is talking to him in a lethe and uh elliot do you want to take it from here before i talk about that shard bear i want to note something really quick both in the course of this battle both kaladin and dalinar notice something about the parshendi they notice they both independently notice that the parshendi fight quite honorably kaladin notices that the parshendi don't attack like the wounded adversary they don't face a line of spearmen and find and pick the weakest one and attack them they do the opposite they fight the strongest one they come to him to kaladin in the line and attack him almost as if it's a you know duel of honor or something like that of no we're gonna we're gonna take you down man to man we're not gonna try and pick off your your weakest as you as you go which you would almost maybe you could argue would be a, a wise battle tactic no you should strike the enemy where they're weak first but this is a very honorable way to fight of, no, I'm going to face you where you're strongest and, and face you man to man. Dalinar notices that the Parshendi shard bearer also fights with honor and he doesn't try and, you know, use dirty tactics. He, he even salutes Dalinar after this whole thing is done. Dalinar has made it back across the, the chasm. They're retreating. They've gotten away. The Parshendi Shardbear salutes him with his sword as they're leaving, almost as if to say, like, well fought or something like that. I'm not quite sure if that's what that was intended to be, but that was kind of what I got from it. So it seems clear that the Parshendi, we've mentioned this before, are are maybe a lot more capable and honorable and wise, perhaps, than, than we give them credit for. But all that to lead into this rather epic showdown with Dalinar and the the shard bearer this is the this is the classic you almost made it out of trouble but oh here comes the actual final boss right here with the 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 shard bearer kind of stomping into the battlefield and in this battle as you mentioned we get this really intriguing moment where the parshendi speaks alethi to dalinar and what he says is even more intriguing he says it is you. I have found you at last. 
And I just paused when I read that, thinking, what? What does that mean? We we haven't seen any kind of evidence before about the Parshendi, like, hunting for Dalinar or, like, a price on Dalinar's head. They don't seem to pay him any specific attention like they do Kaladin, other than the fact that he's a Sharbear at the front of the army. They're all going to come attack him. It doesn't seem like, you know, they don't have a special name for Dalinar like they do uh Kaladin, or at least not one that we we know of. So why is this why does this Parshendi Shardbear seem to recognize him or or seem to for this to be an important moment for him? And the only thing I could think about would be Dalinar has interacted with the Parshendi before, before all of this. He was with Gavilar when they first met the Parshendi, and he was a Shardbearer at that time. And so maybe something occurred then to where this Shardbearer knows Dalinar or knows of Dalinar or something like that, knows of maybe the, the Blackthorn, knows of his reputation. I I don't know. I'm really confused by this, to be honest. And it's not like Dalinar's been hiding either. He's been on plenty right. of plateau runs and Dalinar thinks he's fought this Shardbearer be- or seen this Shardbearer before, like this, this yeah. specific one. So it's not like he's been hiding or anything like that. I actually have another theory, though, mini theory thought, not really a theory, but a thought on this. I wonder, Dalinar is Gavilar's brother, right? Brother? What if this Shardbearer is actually mistaking him for Gavilar? Now, this seems a little bit silly because the Parshendi, as far as we know, ordered Gavilar's assassination. That's the whole reason why we're here. You would think they would know Gavilar is dead, but part of me kind of wonders if what if this guy thinks that this is Gavilar and maybe Gavilar did something we know that Gavilar had some kind of interaction with the Parshendi that led to something they they had him assassinated for a reason we think so perhaps this is somehow tied into that but that doesn't seem to quite make sense either I don't know yeah either there's like a complete disdain for the Coens entirely or yeah i never thought about that that does seem a little silly but also it makes sense um as to why they would be looking for dalinar or gavilar specifically uh, that is really intriguing this is something that i'm definitely gonna remember uh, with this person shard bear saying that i have found you at last yeah because um, it's definitely gotta be a little glimpse into their motive of what's going on here because we don't really understand that mm-hmm. but i mean that that has to be a big sign yeah i don't know what this is i don't know what this is telling us is coming either but i agree with you this seems very important into the whole puzzle of who are the parshendi and why are they doing what they're doing this is going to be important an important piece of that puzzle I just don't know how yet. It's definitely the ominous uh, that there's some greater motive. This isn't just a mindless war. There's some motive that, or something that the Parshendi want, or something. Yeah, um, yeah. There's definitely something that they're searching for specifically. 